challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast. This is a podcast of personal coaching for men, and it lasts about 10 minutes per episode, so you should be able to digest this and live it out. Let's dive right into the topic that I want to deal with in this episode. I want to talk to you about your father. Now, I have spent a great deal of my life uh, talking to men, talking about what made them great, talking to them about what put them in prison, talking to them about what they've had to overcome. And almost every time with almost every man, it is the issue of father, a good father, a mediocre father, an absent father, a distracted father, the complete absence of father, no father at all, father figures who stepped in when there was no father, 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 father. We talk about it all the time because most of how men live out their lives is directly connected to their father and the influence of their father one way or the other. And so one of the great arts of great manhood is that we learn how to rightly align ourselves to father, whether again, it's having to get straight about an absent father or a bad father or an abusive father or a great father. One of the arts is that you get yourself straight about father. Absolutely critical, absolutely essential. Now, the way it should work in our lives uh, is that we are born and we are loved and nurtured by our mother in our early days. She gives birth to us. She's our primary influence. No question, that's how it goes. But when there's a good father in the home, a good father present, he loves us too in the early days. But as we grow and as we mature, he's creating a magnetic pull on manhood in our lives. And it's not that he pulls us away from our mothers, but that as there's maturity and growth, we love our mothers, we're in relationship with our mothers, but the father is creating the magnetic pull. He's pulling us into maturity. He's coaching us. He's teaching us principles of wisdom. He's fashioning our character. He's setting our vision for what it means to be a man and how to live out our lives. He may know nothing about our professional work. You know, you may have a father who you know, is an accountant and knows nothing about your career as a lawyer. Or you may have a father who works in the steel industry and knows nothing about your work in carpentry. Or, or, you know, a a father who works in a library and knows nothing about your work owning a store. I mean, we don't look to our fathers necessarily for professional development, but what we look to them for when they're present in our lives is that they create that pull on our souls, that pull on our hearts, that pull on the direction of our lives towards mature manhood. And let me pause here before I go further, because I'm aware that this is the major wound in some of your lives. And I want to say to you, I, I feel that. I, I, I am not insensitive to that. I'm not just beating you around in this podcast. Some of you had no fathers. For some of you, your relationship with your father is the most painful thing in your life. Uh, some of you had uh, terrible fathers. 
and some of you have great fathers. I, I understand, but for some of you, this is the this is the pain. This is the pain point, and I want to assure you that I'm not just diving into it uh, harshly and arrogantly, uh, not being aware that this may be the greatest bleeding wound of your life. But what I'm going to ask you to do in this podcast is one way or the other get rightly aligned. I mean that in terms of you. Some of you can't get rightly aligned uh, involving your father because he's dead or absent or imprisoned or what have you. But you get rightly aligned to whoever your father was and is in your life. This is absolutely critical. Now, some of you have great fathers. Some of you have fathers who are invested and love you and yes, punished you, but never did anything abusive to you in your life. And they've provided for you materially and they've, they've coached you in fatherhood. And I want to tell you, you should celebrate that. You should dive in. Uh, you should, you should make that known as widely as you can without being proud or arrogant about it. And you should get as close to that father as you can, because this is a gift of God. Now, if the statistics hold up for us, only about 5 to 10% of you have this kind of father. All right. Only about five to 10% of men have a father who is provider and protector and coach and nurturer of manhood, lover of the mother, um, you know, equally quality father to the sisters in the family, but for the sons uh, are, are the, 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 the grand patriarch that he's supposed to be. And I use the word patriarch positively, despite what our culture does with it. For others of us, about 90% of us, we've got to adjust a little bit. We've got to get our souls rightly aligned. So let me go to the the difficult side first. Of that 90%, uh, a good portion of us either had completely absentee fathers or had harsh and abusive fathers. And even there, I want you to get rightly aligned, maybe not so much with the man, but to the issue of fatherhood in your life. I've shared a statistic many, many times, um, and that is that psychologists tell us that if there's no good or even a present father in the life of a young man, other men nearby can make as much as 85% of the difference a father would have made in the life of that young man. That's really good news. So if you don't know who your father is, if there was never a father figure in your home, or if your father was a negative figure, I mean, just just the worst kind of murderer and abusive and terrible and what have you, uh, I'm talking about extremes now to make a point, uh, then still what I want you to do is recognize that you can't just blow off, wave off, or ignore the issue of fatherhood in your life. You've got to go get father figures in your life. And yes, it's going to fall to you. You got to get in church. You got to get to a men's organization or men's ministry. You got to look around and find the men you admire and ask them to step into your life. Uh, you, you've got to pursue fathering. Now, that's not hard. You know, I have a father. He's passed away now. He was a pretty good father, distracted with war. He was an army officer, distracted. He was involved in a couple of wars and often busy. And when he was home, he was tired from the day. I can't say he was that active or engaged. And he certainly would not have um, put the kind of magnetic pull on my life regarding uh, manhood consciously. He did it by example. He was a war hero. He was a good man. He was an ethical man. Um, but he, but he, didn't, uh, he didn't do it actively. 
But thankfully, not only did I have him, but I had other men in my life. And when I uh, became a Christian and got my life straightened out and began to pursue noble manhood, I, I was grateful for my father. He was he was older at that point and didn't live a whole lot longer. Um, but I had other men that I went and said, would you, would you mentor me a bit? Would you mentor me in this particular area? Would you teach me what you know? Um, would, would, you, would you be a, a righteous man in my life, so to speak? And sometimes it was just months. Sometimes it was just a, a, a lunch session sometimes, but I had other men mentoring me at university, in churches, in organizations that I was involved in. And it wasn't that my father was a complete screw up, not at all, but he was a bit like, <laughs> it was a bit like having General Patton as your father, revered, awarded, celebrated, uh, pictures of him with presidents on the wall of the house, but very distant, very distant. You revered him, he didn't harm you in that, in the sense that he was a negative influence in the home, uh, but very distant. So I went and got mentors, and that's what you'll have to do. Those of you who have had no fathers, those of you who have had um, abusive or difficult fathers, you've got to forgive them, number one. You know how much I've talked about that. You've got to say, look, they did the best they could do, or they had negative examples themselves, or or even if they're just evil, even if they were demons, you got to forgive them and, and just say, look, I'm, I'm not going to spend my life letting bitterness circulate in my soul. I free them. I free them from my soul. I forgive them for what they did. Even if they're evil people, you can do that. But then it's not complete. You've got to go get other men in your life. You've got to go get other father figures. Look around. Who are the exemplary men you know? Who are the exemplary men uh, in your church, in your organization of faith, in in your men's groups, uh, in your sport, uh, wherever? There's a lot of this happening in the NFL. We don't see it on television, but a lot of young men come to the NFL or come to college football uh, and other sports. They've never been mentored, but they, they meet a coach for the first time. The coach is invested in them and cares about them, is talking to them about their bodies and their money and their responsibility to young women and their relationship with God. And their lives are changed. These are coaches, for heaven's sakes. But they've stepped in more broadly than just the sport. It can change your life. So two things, the message for those of you who had terrible or absent fathers, forgive, forgive, get some help, but forgive, and then pursue fathers. Now, for those of you who are sort of in the middle, you don't have the ideal father, but you also don't have abusive, terrible, uh, you know, even criminal and absent fathers. What I want you to do, even though this may even be, uh, this is going to be difficult for some of you, is I want you to connect more deeply with the father that you have. Some of you are listening to this and you're older and you're married and you got kids and your dad lives, you know, states away uh, or in another country. And, and uh, you talk to him from time to time. He's your dad. Maybe you got his picture in your house. Uh, maybe you see him for a holiday once every so often, but it's not deep. It's not warm necessarily. I mean, it can be warm for a few days, uh, but you wouldn't say you've really drawn much from him as a man. You've kind of outstripped him as a man. There's a way you can press into him. There's a way you can deepen with him. There's a way you can make that special trip. There's a way you can say, hey, let's, 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 let's drive for a few days and ultimately we'll end up at that game or that event or looking out over the Grand Canyon or looking at those mountains, whatever. But I just want to talk to you. And when you're with him, uh, you tell him that you love him. You tell him you're glad he's your dad and you go deeper with him. What can you teach me? What, can, what do you know? What were you thinking when I was born? Um, 
you know, what, whatever, however it works in your culture. I realize I'm talking to men of a wide variety of ethnicities and a wide variety of cultures. I got my Filipino buddies out there. I got friends in Singapore. I've even got some Russians. I got a lot of people in the Middle East listening to this. I'm grateful for all of you. But all of you have different cultures regarding um, the way family works and the way the proper orientation to father is. But the core of what I'm saying is essential. Press in. You won't have him forever. And I want to assure you that some of what may not be going right for you regarding manhood is a result of not being rightly aligned. By that, I mean at peace and drawing from him the best that you can, um, rightly aligned with father. It's essential. And I've told the story before. I'll tell it in 30 seconds. I came to the same conclusion about my life. I was in my 30s. I had this war hero distant father. Um, and uh, I wrote him one day and just said, look, I, I don't expect us to be fishing buddies. I don't expect us to be super close. But here's what I'm grateful for you about. Here's what I love about you. Here's what, here's what you did in my life. You didn't even know you were doing it. Here's how I think of you even now. Um, here's, here's what I appreciate about you. And it was even, sometimes it was even small things that, uh, there was always material provision, uh, and, and that he was always home by six o'clock when he was in town, uh, to have dinner and that, you know, that he flirted with our mom in front of us and, and we'd all giggled and loved that or whatever small things. And then of course the big massive things about sacrifices at war and examples and being proud of him walking across post with his uniform on and being saluted by their men and the respect that we all had for him. Uh, especially because he was a, a decorated soldier. Well, that healed something for us. But I'll tell you what the most important thing was, is it rightly aligned something in my soul. I got rightly aligned to my father. He didn't change that much. Um, he, we were warmer towards each other. He said he had wept his way through that letter. But the most important thing is that I got rightly aligned. I no longer regarded him with a combination of resentment and distance, but I had invested myself in what I could learn from him, told him, told him that I loved him, and it got me rightly aligned. See, that's the issue. You're not trying to change your father, uh, although if that happens, great. You're trying to get rightly aligned in your soul so you don't have uh, a negative jagged splinter working its way to the surface without you recognizing it all your life. It's like that feeling you have when, you're, when you want to throw up, <laughs> but you can't. It just seems to be stuck in there and you walk around miserable for hours. That's what this is like, but it can last your whole life. You have to be rightly aligned. And by that, I don't mean perfect relationship. You have to be rightly aligned to your father. So for those of you who have brilliant, wonderful fathers, great. Dive in, drink deep. You're not going to have them forever. For those of you who have sort of mediocre, you know, lukewarm, sort of okay, but not great, and it'll probably be that way forever kind of attitude, dive in, dig in, go further. You'll be surprised at the riches that are there. I don't mean he's going to suddenly turn into Yoda and teach you everything you need to know. He's not going to suddenly turn into Obi-Wan. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying there's something there that God and your soul um, will partner together in and you will be changed. And then, of course, if you have a horrible, if you had horrible or absent fathers, I want you to find father figures. I want you to forgive the man who was supposed to be there and draw other men into those into those roles and life will be changed. Dealing with father is essential and that's why in our arts and our literature and our films and all of these things, this father theme is so big because everybody needs to be rightly aligned with father, particularly men like you 
who are trying to be great men. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.